Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the podcast that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company that has helped over 2,000 innovations successfully raise over $400 million in capital since 2010. Each week, I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype a 300,000 member crowdfunding media site and newsletter that's generated millions of dollars in sales for over a thousand top tier projects since 2017. Check out producthype.co to subscribe to the weekly newsletter. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am talking with Michael Berard, inventor and president of Rocket Fire. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Hey, thanks, Roy. Appreciate you having me. So I'm really excited about this product. One, because I love the outdoors. Two, I have a fire pit that I use as often as possible. And three, I think this product is absolutely amazing for lots of other things outside of fire pits. But uh, first, before I dive in, let's let's talk to the audience about what your product is, as if I'd never heard it before. What is Rocket Fire? Sure, Rocket Fire is uh, we're saying that the fastest way to to start a fire. It's a fire starter that uh, allows you to insert this particular uh, starter into wood or charcoal and start it up in seconds. Amazing. So let's talk about your inspiration around Rocket Fire. Where, where did this all start? Yeah, so a good, good buddy of mine and I, uh, this is five years ago, uh, we're just sitting around, we were grilling, we were talking about the fact that it was, it was difficult to start a charcoal grill. And uh, he had burned up a, a couple of, uh, of electric starters. Uh, we had used the, the chimney, we had used uh, other blow torches. I was actually using a, um, a blow torch to, to start mine at that point. And it was just to us, it was crazy that there was nothing out there that was specifically designed and good at, um, at starting a fire. So, um, that's the, that's where it started. I, I'm a son of an engineer and, uh, fortunately received some of those skills. And so I went back and drew some things up and, took it to a design firm. And five years later, we have the rocket fire. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your background. You know, what led you down this path? Um, let's see. My background is uh, in a number of different things. I've always tinkered with with uh, inventions going back until, you know, uh, probably you know, in my teens. My dad is a uh, electrical engineer. So my, my first, uh, our first TV was put together by my dad over six months. He bought a, uh, a TV through Heathkit. And so as a kid, we had to watch and wait as components of this TV came in each month before we could actually watch TV. So I, I, I was around my dad all the time watching him take things apart, put things back together. And I guess I got some of that. So um, over the years, I just uh, would would do some of the same things. And, and when I thought of something that made sense, I would 
try to figure out how uh, we can make it better or make it. Nice. So I'm sure that was really frustrating for your, your mom, uh, you know, <laughs> going through that process along with you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're when you're married to an engineer, you know, they're they're measuring. And in his case, he's probably measures three times and cuts once. So uh, every everything was it took a lot longer than normal. When talking about things that usually take a long time, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the design side of things. I know you had mentioned, you know, when you were creating it. What did that process look like? You know, how did you go about deciding what features, what materials to use, and then coming up with that final design that you have today? Yeah, it's a great question. And it and that takes, I think, a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are inventions that people make uh, that, you know, it happens right in the, the very first time. This, this took many, many different um, prototypes and uh over five years. So we started, uh, I think that for me, you know, I'm, I had a full, I have a full-time job or had a full-time job and at that point. And, and so I needed some help from real designers. And so I, I had a, uh, drafted what I thought made sense, took it to these designers and, you know, know, if you take things to designers, they're going to, they're going to, they're incredibly creative and they're going to give you lots of different choices and so we took uh, a look at all the, the things that they came up with and what, what, what I came up, up with. And uh, we started working toward a goal that we felt like would be an, an efficient uh, and good looking product at that point. So what were some of those challenges that you encountered, you know, throughout designing this product? Well, I think that, you know, challenges come in a lot of different forms. One would be that everybody has their opinion. So I have a vision and my vision is, is one way. And then you, you really have to find people that can take and run with your vision as opposed to their vision. And so, um, you know, along the way, there are lots of uh, suggestions you're getting from other people or even the designers that you're, you're like, yeah, I, that's great, but that's not really what I want um, or, or how I see it. The other thing is I, I tried to find people that had that owned a grill or a fire pit that understood what we needed, what was going to be safe, what was going to be quick, fast and what we needed for that. And so um, the challenges really come from distractions and um, and distractions mean that you're you're spending more money. Indeed. So how'd you go about finding a manufacturer for the product? Yeah, the the designers I had, they actually had worked with a manufacturer in Taiwan and China, and they had worked on a torch, which was fantastic. And so we already had a relationship with a factory, and we started working with that factory really like four and a half years ago, and they they've been just fantastic, very patient. I'm not sure that that just any factory would do what these folks have done because we've just gone through so, like I said, so many different uh, changes and additions and subtractions from the unit. And they've just been patient with us and worked through it. Do you think that they've worked with someone in your position as a entrepreneur startup founder? And that's why they have so much patience. That's certainly possible. Uh, You know, and, and I think that the other product that my design firm 
uh, had worked on that was a torch. It was a small torch, like a, you know, like you would light a, a cigar or, or, or something else with. And I think they eventually they sold their uh, product to, to Walmart. But I do believe that, that it was more of a startup. So I, I, I would say yes. Nice. So this is your second go at launching this product. Talk a little bit about the history there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting, and and it can tell you. That, I mean, once you think you have it right, sometimes you don't have it right. So we we had a great what we thought was a great uh, design for the product. We also, as far as fuel goes, we had uh, a fuel source in Europe, and the fuel itself that we were looking at, we felt like was very safe. I have a couple small kids. We wanted to make sure it was safe uh, for for people around the person that was starting starting the uh, the, the torch um, or the rocket fire, and so this particular fuel was a it was a fuel that uh, came in a a form that very different than what we have here in the U.S. It was a foam fuel, and so you could turn the the canister upside down. And there would be no problem with that. A lot of times, if you have propane and you turn it upside down because it's liquid, it's it kind of squirts out of a torch, and and you end up with a flamethrower effect. And we didn't want that, so we felt like we had the right fuel. The rocket fire had a, uh, a hose on it, and we had a kind of everything set up. We thought it was a, a good design, so we launched a Kickstarter campaign two years ago. And immediately when we launched and we didn't hire, we hadn't hired a firm. We just did it ourselves. It was kind of a trial run. Immediately when we launched it, we figured out that um, the product wasn't right. People, the feedback we were getting, which was good feedback, uh, was about the fuel canister. They did, they wanted, people wanted to be able to get their fuel from uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or Ace Hardware or Walmart. And this fuel that we had, we were going to have to provide. Also, the, the unit that we were selling was not as portable, had a hose on it. It hooked up to the, the canister. So immediately we figured that, um, okay, we got to make a decision here. Do we accept that this is a failure and, and terminate the campaign or do we just let it keep running? And we, at that point, had raised uh, over 30000 but it was obvious that the, the product just was not right. So we terminated. We terminated the campaign at that, that point, and we went back to the drawing board. And here we are. So let's talk a little bit about kind of that preparation work that you've been doing for the upcoming launch of this campaign. How has it differed? Yeah, so we, we decided that it, we couldn't do this ourselves. We just weren't the experts in, in the kickstarting field, the crowdfunding field. So we looked out there and, and kicked the tires of a number of different, of different uh, firms that assist you in launching a campaign. And we uh, felt like uh, that Inventus was the best firm on the market. Well, I know the team here at Inventus Partners truly loves working on this innovation. We can't wait to uh, start using this for all of our cookouts this fall. 
you know, and I know the uh, the campaign is about to launch. I think once this podcast goes live, the campaign will be live. So for all those listeners out there, make sure to check out the site with the link to the campaign for the Rocket Fire. What I did want to continue to ask you, though, is I really liked the story element of the video. Can you talk a little bit about the angle that you guys took and what that process was like to, you know, really kind of hone in on the customer and the needs that you guys have adjusted the rocket fire around? Sure. Um, I, I think that, you know, for the video and, and of course, um, the video team we had were fantastic. That's that's Remedy out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. And they I think they were also grillers. So they understand the, the grilling aspect and what, what's needed for that. We wanted to center the video around people doing what people do. Grill, being around a fire pit, anything that, that we can light that makes it fast and fun. Uh, that's what we wanted to do. It, it's This product is fun. It is, it's powerful. It's, it's impressive. Uh, I mean, when you light it up, you hear it. It is, it sounds like a rocket. And so the people around you immediately turn their heads uh, and then they want to try it. It's crazy. So um, at night, it's, it's, uh, it lights things up. And besides it, it it's just quick. So we wanted to uh, show that on the video. The people that were actually in the video that used it uh, were, were so impressed that they were like, where do I sign up? So it, it was pretty neat. That's nice. Fire, fun, and fast. I love it. Well, Michael, this has been amazing. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire some questions at you. You good to go? Sure. Let's fire away. Uh, so what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? My mom was an entrepreneur, my grandfather was an entrepreneur, and my dad was a, an, basically a, a smaller time inventor and engineer. And so I think that uh, those people in my li- life were the inspiration. Beautiful. So if you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to have a campfire chat with? Wow. There's so many good ones. I read a book uh, one time about Edison. I think I, I think Edison would be the one that I would like to uh, to sit down and talk with. Yeah, he's a he's a popular uh, pick on the show. So, what would be your first question for him? Um, I, I think maybe my first question would be about drive and failure. You know, I mean, I think you know, f- I'd like to know where he got his drive from, and. Um, and maybe just about uh, how he how how he dealt with failure. Nice. So I know I always ask guests, "Hey, would you recommend a book to listeners?" But today I'm going to switch it up on you. So any podcasts that you would recommend to our listeners outside of Art of the Kickstart? Uh, yeah. So I guess when I started in this pro- this process five years ago, I must have listened to I don't know how many. It seems like a hundred hours of podcasts on crowdfunding, but but my favorite uh, was Kirsten Ross, and she had, she has a great pod. She had a, at that point, and probably still does, has a great uh, podcast on crowdfunding. Indeed, love Kirsten. She does amazing work for all of the crowdfunding community that's out there. So big props to Kirsten. Definitely check out her podcast. What advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their new product? Uh, don't give up. Don't don't just don't give up. 
most products or most uh, ideas just never come to market because people give up. Yep, indeed. So what do you think are the top three skills that you would say every entrepreneur needs to be successful? Definitely uh, perseverance. You, you have to have the drive. You have to be able to get through failure over and over again. Uh, vision. I think vision. I think that um, people that are successful uh, have vision. And, um, you know, this, you don't always have to have this, but uh, I think it's good to have people skills, networking and people skills. Absolutely. Now, I know this is your second launch of the, the crowdfunding campaign, but very interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's going to be great. I think that crowdfunding is going to be continue to, to be really awesome because, you know, it allows really fantastic ideas to come to light. I mean, there's so many great ideas that are very difficult to, to fund on your own. And the ba- these backers are so, you know, I mean, so generous and and um, supportive that um, it really does allow these ideas that would never, ever see the light of day uh, to be funded and real. Absolutely. Well, Michael, this has been amazing. Uh, this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch. Tell people what you're all about, where they should go and why they should check you out. Yeah, so we we feel like we've got the best. We have finally developed the best rocket fire lighting tool on the market. We just, you know, I wanted to make sure that we had really great materials. This thing is uh, stainless steel and brass and aluminum. And it is fast. It's 2,000 degree flames that come out. It's like 25,000 BTUs. Uh, it is. Um, it has a, a tip that can be removed. We'll, we're going to. We're going to have. And we already have invented other tips that are going to come in the future. So the tip can be unscrewed. You can use uh, the the straight flame to, uh, to to for seared meat. But otherwise, the the tri flame tip that we have can be inserted into wood or charcoal at, at the bottom of the wood or charcoal inside the wood or charcoal to get it going faster than anything on the market. So I would say go to uh, our website at uh, www.rocketfiretorch.com and sign up for for Kickstarter, which will be launched in 16th of August. I can't wait. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign once it goes live, as well as the pre-launch page. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate all the backers. Thanks for tuning in to another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, show us some love by giving us a great rating on your favorite listening station. And of course, make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need some help, that's what we're here for. Make sure to send me an email to info at artofthekickstart.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.